Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or you'll always hear about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we will naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it will be to live more simply. So today I wanted to talk about renovation. Who's renovating their house? Who's renovating a room in their house? Nope, this is not HGTV. I'm not talking about that kind of renovation. (laughs) But we are going to talk about renovating um, and how we can renovate our soul and focusing on the inside. Uh, before we focus on the outside, because let's face it, in our world right now with Instagram and HGTV, renovation's a big thing. Everybody's trying to keep up, keep up with all the new trends and the new fads. And guess what? Those trends and fads are going to fade in about five years. And everything you're doing right now, maybe 10 years, everything you're doing right now is going to be out of style. And you're going to have to do it all over again. So we're going to talk about that. But before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing Christian homeschool publishing company. If you are out there planning your homeschool year for next year, go check out Apologia um, at Apologia.com. They have a new digital catalog with lots of great features. You will surely be blessed. We have used their curriculum for our entire homeschooling career, and we have never been disappointed. So go check them out. So yeah, I want to talk about renovation. You know, this this idea... Um, I mean, I'm always thinking about this kind of stuff, I feel like. But lately, I've really noticed that a lot of people are posting about, you know, renovating their homes. And, you know, um, now I know some of us have to. Like, maybe you don't have a functional kitchen. But I'm talking about, like, renovating just for the fact of renovating or, you know, getting really focused on how things look. And, you know, I see a lot of – I actually see a lot of young moms out there, like, posting on Instagram and stuff. And they're sharing their renovation stories. And – they're so stressed out. And I'm thinking, oh my word, you have like, you know, five little kids, you know, newborn and toddler and, and maybe homeschooling a young elementary. And then you're trying to throw this renovation into it. And I'm like, oh my word, you know, when I was a new mom, I could barely like get dressed, let alone um, renovate and, you know, uh, flip <laughs> a whole house. So I wonder about all this because I think, honestly, it's a sign of our times because of Instagram, because of like entire channels devoted to home renovations and how our homes look on HGTV. We don't have HGTV and I'm glad, Uh, but I do watch it when I travel and when I'm in a hotel, I will always, you know, flip on that channel and I'm just like, oh my word. So I think because it's always in front of us that it can easily um, distract us and it actually makes us discontent with what we have. And, you know, funny story, when I first got married, now see, I've evolved in this and I've talked about this before, but. I have new listeners all the time, so I want to tell them as well. I've evolved in this, you know, area for sure. When we were newly married, young, out of college, um, you know, got pregnant right away after we were married, so, and we had no money. You know, we were young. Um, and, you know, I did my best to make the house look like a home, and I, I really did. It, it was pride. I wanted to impress people. Look at my beautiful house when, you know, and believe me, we didn't have a big old house or anything like that back then. We just had 
you know, our first home was was a nice house, but it was certainly not, you know, a big house. It was dated, as they would say on HGTV. It needed updating. Um, but, you know, I wanted to impress people. I did. And I never could because I didn't have the money to keep up. And I would get the Pottery Barn catalogs in the mail. And I, I remember especially Pottery Barn Kids catalog would come. And I'd be like, I've got to make their bedrooms look just like this. I mean, people, she was a newborn. She didn't care if anything matched. She didn't care if everything was perfect. She was a baby. (laughs) I think about that now and I crack up the amount of time and effort I put into the nursery for a baby that wasn't going to notice, who was just going to cry and poop and eat, right? (laughs) But I guess we do it for ourselves. You know, we really do it for ourselves. And I think a little bit to show off. I'm just being honest with you. But, um... You know, I think about I had to throw it, throw the catalogs away because I remember they would come in the mail. I just I couldn't afford it. It was showing me this life I could never afford. And honestly, I didn't have the time to redo my home to look like these catalogs. And I crack up now because everything that was out of style comes back in style, then goes out of style. And I feel like we, you know, we try to keep up with the trends. Like right now, it's the farmhouse trend and exposed beams and what is that shiplap, you know, all this Joanna Gaines stuff. And we go all out of our way to do all this stuff. People in 20 years, it's going to be on HGTV as one of those dated homes that needs to be redone. I mean, really, everything that was in style goes out of style. And then it cracks me up because Grace was showing me... um, dorm room decor on Pinterest the other day. Now she's going off to her dorm this fall. She's like me, keep it simple. But she's showing me that there's like Pinterest boards for dorm decor. And I'm cracking up because she's showing me these styles. There's like throw pillows with fringe on them. I'm like, honey, we had these in the 70s. Like this was the pillows grandma had when we were when I was five. (laughs) I should say the 80s, really. Um, but it cracks me up. I'm like, this is what's in style. Like grandma had this when I was five years old. (laughs) So it just goes to show you that it's all relative. And what somebody says is popular, all of a sudden becomes popular because somebody says so. So guess what? Following Jesus never goes out of style. In fact, it just gets better and better and better. Um, But really, like, we really need to focus. Our time on this earth is so short and finite. And what are we doing with our time and our talent and our treasure? What are we doing with that small amount of time we have? We feel like life is so long, but really it's just a glimpse when you look at it in light of eternity. And are we here building our own little kingdoms or are we here building his kingdom, right? And so, you know, I think about this whole idea of renovation. Can you imagine we spent the entire, the amount of time we spend on renovating our homes, on working on renovating our hearts and our souls and being in the word and letting God transform us? You know, I love Romans 12 and the verse there, 12 two. I'm not looking at it right in front of me, so I'm just going to kind of summary, you know, give you a summary. Um, but it says... Um, you know, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that word renew there is actually the word for renovate. Like God wants to renovate us inside. He wants our mind to be completely renovated. And you know, when you renovate, you gut it, right? You kind of completely tear it all down so that it can be made new. He wants to do that inside of us. And 
That to me, could you imagine we had whole TV channels and Instagram accounts, you know, focused on renovating our insides and our souls? If we spent the amount of time that we do on all that stuff, on the stuff that really matters, wow, what a world we would live in. What a world we would live in if there was no HGTV, but it was all about like letting God transform us. If there were 24-hour stations about that, if we focused our energy on that, if there were Instagram accounts with, you know, uh, pictures about, you know, God's word rather than uh, living rooms and kitchens and all that stuff. (sighs) What a world that would be. I guess I'm dreaming, but I guess that's heaven. (laughs) But, you know, I've known many people to travel to third world countries and such, you know, whether it's for a missions trip or whatever, um, or who've lived there for any amount of time. And what's always struck me, you know, you go off to these um, places such as Haiti or Africa. I've known people to go to both places and they say the exact same thing. The Christians there have a joy that is unmatched here. Now, this doesn't make sense logically if we're looking at the world standards. We're talking about people that have no homes like we have. They might have a shack. They might have um, a tin roof or a tent that they're living in or a hut. They've got nothing that we have in terms of creature comforts or um, uh, anything that like decor wise, right? They're lucky. They'd be happy to have a refrigerator. Here we are like, let's spend hours picking out the right refrigerator to make sure it matches. You know, they'd be thrilled to have a couch to sit on. Meanwhile, we're like looking for that perfect, you know, sofa that goes with our decor. Like it's crazy when you think about it. But they have a joy. And this is not something that is just my opinion. This is what I've heard from several people that have traveled there and spent time in these places. They come home and they're changed. They're like, these people have joy in the Lord that we don't see here. And we see in our churches on the weekend... People coming in and complaining that it's too hot, it's too cold, the coffee's too weak, it's too strong, the songs are too loud, too uh, soft, too fast, too slow, too contemporary, too old. And these people are worshiping. Some of them don't have a church building. Some of them don't have a place to sit. They stand under a tent for hours and worship the Lord with their whole heart, mind, and soul and strength. They're not caring if people think that their arms are up or they're down or they're, they're worshiping the Lord. And if we were truly at church on Sunday, worshiping the Lord with our whole heart, mind, soul, we would not be thinking about it's too hot, it's too cold, it's, you know, too fast or too slow. Because that is focusing on us and our personal preference and our comfort. But when you're focusing on God, uninhibited and just worshiping, It's completely different. So that always blows my mind to hear, you know, people with no church building, no home in comparison to the homes we have here. And they have a joy, an inner joy that is like nothing we see here. All of our, face it, all of our stuff and all of our material stuff and the rat race we're in, it isn't 
fruitful. It's actually making us more discontent and more stressed. So why? Why, why do we chase after it? I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's in front of our eyes 24 hours a day. So I want to tell you, don't buy into those lies. Don't let the pictures deceive you. Don't let your eyes deceive you into thinking that your home isn't enough. If you have a home and a place to stay and air conditioning and heating and and running water and more than one room, you have a lot more than most people in other places in the world. But our culture, our culture is so wrapped up in how things look. Imagine we spent the amount of time choosing, you know, how we spend on choosing a pink color for for a room than we do on our word or sitting with the Lord. And I'm not here trying to convict people. I mean, I'm convicted myself because I've, I've done all these things. Like I said, I've evolved over the years. In the early years of marriage, I was totally focused on making my home look like the ones that, you know, you see in a magazine or, you know, on HGTV. And, you know, I, I always tell this story and I'm going to tell it again for my new folks out there. Um, but I've told it before, especially at my Simply Living for Him retreats. This became a pretty popular story. But we did, we had cable when we first got married, and then we got rid of it, and um, we didn't have regular TV. And so I sort of was missing out on all that HGTV stuff. And we started watching several years ago. It was right around the time we moved to our, our new home. We had been in our new home maybe about six months or a year. And for everyone who knows, we live out here on our little hobby farm, which I love. It's my little slice of heaven. I love my home. I love the property. I love it. I love everything about it. I love my little house on the prairie. And so, um, you know, I'm perfectly content with my home. Now, I'm not into decor and decorations. I, I want my home to be, you know, inviting and nice, but I don't spend hours trying to match the curtains and just the stuff and the floors that were here or the floors that were here. I'm not, I don't care, right? It functions, it looks nice, it's fine. And so, but I had to work at that because I was not always that way. God really did trans, God did the work in me. God transformed my thinking over the years. But then we got um, Netflix or Hulu or whatever it is and we were watching the Joanna Gaines show, Fixer Upper. And, you know, every night we would watch an episode together. And after like a week or two, we would turn off the show and I would look around my house and I'd be like, my house stinks. My house is nothing like these houses. I hate my house. My house needs fixing up, you know? And meanwhile, people, I'm living in a perfectly brand new house at the time. This house was brand new when we bought it. And I'm looking around going, our house, it's, it's no good. It doesn't, it doesn't look like that. How can I make our house look like these houses? Now, mind you, I was perfectly content until it was put in front of me night after night after night. See, Satan is good at deceiving us, and he's using all these things in the world to deceive us and to confuse us because I was perfectly content with my home. And so, and I'm not saying HGTV is from Satan. I don't want, I'm, I'm not trying <laughs> trying to say that i'm saying though the things that can distract us right material physical things worldly things and so um anyway there was one night 
that I kind of looked around my house after we had turned the show off and I said to Steve, you know what, I think we should get one of those farm sinks because Joanna Gaines always put on those farm sinks in the beautiful kitchens and that would probably make our kitchen look really pretty because, you know, love's farm, we should have a farm sink. And he's like, are you kidding me? Like our sink is brand new, our kitchen is brand new. Now our kitchen is brand new, but it's certainly not like... It's just plain, right? It's not like the HGTV, whatever. So I'm like, he's like, you know, face it, you wash the dishes in the sink. Do you know how much a farm sink costs? It costs like $1,000. And you are going to wash the dishes in it when you have a perfectly functioning, well-made sink right now. You want to change it out because it'll look good. Now, if I had never seen that on HGTV, I would never have thought of it, right? So that's just an example of what these things do to us. These people in the third world countries would be grateful to have a sink with running water. And so here I am like, $1,000, can we swing it for a pretty looking sink? Oh my goodness, right? So my point is, let's focus on renovating our souls as much as we do on, you know, decor and renovating our homes. And I'm not saying if you're out there and you have like a big, beautiful home and, you know, you're renovating all that, you're not walking with the Lord. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, let's really focus our time on where it needs to be. There's this verse in Haggai. Uh, Haggai is, I think it's 1-4. I don't have it in front of me. And I'm not going to try to look because I tried to look before I was recording and I had to like start the whole thing over because it made my my podcast recording stop. And there I was talking and talking and I wasn't recording. So I'm, I'm not looking at it directly right now. Um, but I think it's uh, Haggai 1-4. And if I'm saying that wrong, Haggai, Haggai, you can email me and let me know. Um, I always say it Haggai. I don't know if that's right. So anyway, there's this verse in there and it says, um, why are you, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, living in paneled houses while the temple remains in ruins or the Lord's house remains in ruins. And that is because there was this, um, the temple was in ruins and the people were tasked with rebuilding the temple. And at that time, the temple was seen as more than just a spiritual, I mean, more than just a physical building. It was a representation of the people's spiritual um, house, you know, and their spiritual well-being. And so if that temple is in ruins, it is such a picture of the people's hearts. But here these people were building their own homes and these paneled houses and, you know, beautiful homes. And the focus was on them building their homes before they got to the temple, which was in ruins. People, let's look at that and and compare that to us. Are we focused on building our homes and building, you know, our little kingdoms here on earth and we are not focused on expanding his kingdom? Our task here on earth is to to uh, build his kingdom. And we live in a culture where we are all all told and f- to focus on building our own little kingdoms. And so I don't want that temple to be in ruins, but here I am focusing on, you know, building my house. So this is all to say, where are we using our time and our talent and our resources and our treasure? Everything we see around us First, it's going to be in style. Then it's going to be out of style. Then it's going to be a no style because it's all going to be dust someday. 
(laughs) right? Everything we see around us is temporary. But we focus for some reason more on that temporary stuff than the eternal stuff. And I've talked about this on many episodes, right? Focusing on the eternal over the externals because all these external things are just going to fade away someday but the eternal is forever and when we focus on the eternal things our external things are an outflow of that so it's not that we can't focus on them but our heart is set in the right place you know where like if we're focused on God, he's renovating our heart and our soul. We see our home differently. We don't see our home as a showpiece. We don't see our home as a prideful thing to show off. We see our home as a haven. We see our home as a sanctuary. We see our home as a place where fellowship may happen, relationships happen, family happens, you know, all these things. So you see the difference when we're focused on um, renovating our hearts and our souls and, and focusing on God and building his kingdom, then our homes fall into the proper order of that. We are a culture that is like so wrapped up in, you know, making our homes just so. I mean, we've got all the stores now, Lowe's and Home Depot and all those things and DIY and everybody's into it. It wasn't like that when I was growing up. You know, you had your home and it was decorated nicely or whatever, but I don't remember it being such a focal point. And so I feel like our culture just keeps going down this path worse and worse. You know, like I said, Satan's going to distract us with all the earthly things. And if we focus on renovating our hearts and we focus on renovating our souls inside, then the natural order of things will then be to focus on our stuff. And how does that fit into building God's kingdom here on earth? How is my home going to be used to build his kingdom? Not my own little prideful kingdom. How is my home or my church being used to expand the kingdom? Right? Because this happens in our churches too, like I said before, you know, we focus on we have to have the perfect decor and the perfect carpets and the perfect floors and the perfect sanctuary and the perfect all this stuff when we can literally be worshiping outside in a field and have the joy of the Lord more than we will in that building that we're complaining is too hot, too cold, you know. So we really need to focus on the renovation of our hearts and our souls. And how do we start with that? It's a beautiful thing. It's no DIY. It's no, you know, uh, spending money. It's no spending time that is being wasted. Because guess what? You don't do the work. God does the work. God does the renovating. See, that's the thing. We think that we need to transform ourselves people. It's not about us. It's about a life of surrender. It's about a life of submission and letting God do the renovation. That's a beautiful thought right there because renovations are a lot of work. God is the one to renovate us. He is the one to transform us. But our work needs to be to set apart the time and to set your mind on things above to let him do the work. So we need to start by being still. 
to stop focusing on all the external stuff, the material stuff, the physical stuff, and to start focusing on him. Get in your word. Say, Lord, I want you to transform me from the inside out. I don't want to be focused on building my own little kingdom here. I don't want to be focused on renovating a kitchen. I want to focus on renovating me inside so that I can go out into this world and show your love. The homes are beautiful. The homes are lovely. The homes are comfortable, but we're not going to take our home with us to heaven. We need to focus on letting him do the work in us. See, renovations in a home are all about what we can do, what we can show off, how we can make it look like HGTV. But the renovation in our heart is all about, look what God can do. He took an ugly flesh, soul, fleshy heart, sinner, someone living in the dark of me. He has done the work and he is continuing to do the work in me. And that is more beautiful than anything you'll see on HGTV. He has completely transformed my thinking, which have transformed my actions in life. He has taken someone who lived a completely, completely different lifestyle 20-something years ago. And he has renovated my heart. But he hasn't stopped because he's not done with this renovation yet. He's continuing to work. But when I get in the way of that work and I start to focus on, you know, all the things I can do here and maybe I need my house to be better and maybe I need my, you know, all this stuff and maybe I need to bring more and more and more things into my home in order to try to fill up myself to be content, I get in the way of his plans where he's saying, strip it all away, get rid of everything that is hindering you from following me. Strip it all away and let me do the renovation. And that is the kind of renovation I want in my life. So I hope this encouraged you. I hope that this would help you to think differently. That if, you know, you've been focusing on the outside, that you would say today, you know what, Lord? I want a new renovation. I don't want to be worrying about the renovation of my kitchen anymore. I want to worry about you renovating me because this is not going to go out of style. This is not going to fade away. This is the true renovation that takes place in my soul and my spirit, transforming me to be more like you. And that's the ultimate renovation. So I pray that encouraged you. If you've been blessed by this podcast, please rate and review it um, wherever you're listening. Share on your social media. Send me a comment, an email, whatever it is. And just help me get that message out there to more people. Because I really, truly do believe that my ministry, my purpose here is to um, point you to Jesus. That's my sole purpose. It's simply living for Him. The more people I can point to Jesus... um, the more I realize that this is, you know, what God has called me to do. And that's my purpose, to point you to Jesus, to point others to Jesus. So I thank you for listening. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.